Showtime! All right, so last we left this adventure, Nifix got up to some shenanigans. Yeah, when, when, when the DM turns around to you and goes, okay, describe what might be a future season of this show and a restructuring of the planet, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, so let's before we start, this is probably going to be the cold open before the music, so the audience is just like, they haven't missed an episode, they're on board already, but for us, it's been like three weeks since we recorded, so everyone's like, I don't remember who my character is, how do you play D&D, why am I awake right now? Uh, so but it's we- also entirely possible that, say, one or more of us might not have actually listened to any of the episodes in the season. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's on drugs too, which none of these factors are helpful. <laughs> I legitimately forgot until I saw the title of the new episode <laughs> that I said Smiles. <laughs> was that me? That was me, hey, right? L- life, I- life is my bone juice. <laughs> so let's recap real quick. This is mostly for the players, but the audience, you know, it doesn't hurt to just get in there. So um, at before the season started, um, I was thinking... Oh, I'm going to skip this part because I don't like watching the HBO previews before the show starts, <laughs> so I don't... Kind of spoils what's going to happen, so I'm going to mute myself for a bit. Everybody says that I'm mean to Austin, but mm-hmm. I feel like no one's as mean to Austin as Chris. Yeah, but it's his way of flirting. Um, well, it's so- also like oh. frequency versus effect, right? <laughs> yeah. So before this season started, uh, it had been a couple seasons since we got rid of the gods and a couple seasons since we started using conduits. And I thought, is it maybe time for a shakeup? But this is a collaborative storytelling a vehicle, so I didn't want to make those decisions unilaterally. I was like, "Oh, let's bring democracy in because that's a successful system," <laughs> which is yeah, real smart, Austin. In no way collapses under the tiniest amount of strain. <laughs> um, so I introduced very early on that there's going to be a decision about the state of the world, and here's how my dumb brain worked. I thought I'll give three simple possible <laughs> outcomes <laughs> based on. Actual canonical events that happen in D&D. Because, here's my stupid ass thought, uh, people can't be mad if it's a real thing that already happened in the story of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, (laughs) That's very foolish of you. Oh, wow. Powerful wrongness. (laughs) That has extreme wrong energy. Um, So the three choices were basically, let's just walk through them right now. There was the Aethar choice, where conduits go away and magic gets severely decreased. Uh, That is what is known in D&D as the Dark Sun setting. No gods, little magic. um, What about masters? Are there masters? Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, are, there are masters. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the other two options, which were split on, two for believers and two for neither. Uh, the believers of the source ending, where gods come back but they're severely depowered, is based on a, an event in D&D called the Time of Troubles, which bridged uh, first edition and second edition, when all the gods were demoted and walked among people. So that's something that's on the table. Mm. And then there's the third version, where... Uh, basically, the planar system and alignment system gets severely damaged. Uh, all the planes like collapse into each other, are destroyed, and some alignment stuff changes. That's an event between 3rd edition and 4th edition called the Spell Plague. Um, you thought for sure one of these would be selected. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I thought maybe people would be n- normal. <laughs> What is it they say? That's the stupid thing they say about insanity. 
doing the same thing over and over again. I haven't done I haven't done a democracy before, have I? No, no, no. What you've been do- what you've done again and again is trust us. And that's your fault, buddy. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but and, <laughs> So where we are in the story now is King and Cordelia have sided with the believers. Uh, King to protect his family and Cordelia to never be told what to do again. If they, I love it. If they get the power of the gods. And Nifix and Blake have decided to align with nobody. Uh, Blake, because he's not a joiner. That's his, That's the quote on his, that's a flavor text on his trading card. And then Nifix decided to join with no, nobody because she's gone through a, a really harrowing arc of being disillusioned with everybody, everything, and then getting a kind of substance abuse issue on top of that. So is there any confusion about where we are or what the stakes are? Nope, time for Nifix to go do genocide or whatever. <laughs> okay, Whoa. let's actually start with Yeah. Did you say sticks or snicks? Before the music kicks in, Nifix, here's a scene for you to clarify your position. Um, here's the picture I'm painting. Let's all go to our mind palace. Nifix, uh, you're sitting on the uh, fire escape, I guess, outside of your apartment. Um, the camera zooms past the severed head on your anime figurine shelf on the way outside the window to you. Uh, you're looking out over the city. Uh, probably playing with your uh, Guitar Hero controller, which it was, which was an or. I'm just going to call it the Ori, the Guitar Hero controller, I guess. <laughs> um, you're twanging a riff. What kind of riff are you thinking? Again, as I said before, it doesn't really matter what kind of of, of uh, riff it is because it's all just buttons and clacking. But I think, I think if you go for something like Through the Fire and the Flames, the, <laughs> the weird precise speed of it is like... That's 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 notable enough that you you'd recognize that particular clicky clacky riff. That's a lot more intense than I had anticipated for the scene that had been depicted. I was like thinking of like the crow when he's up on the rooftop playing that slow dirge, and then you give me it fired flames. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. No, well, see, here's the problem: is last time I was I was asked to like describe a piece of music on this podcast was a couple of seasons ago, and I couldn't make anything that sounded like music, and everyone laughed. So I don't do I don't try anymore. No, this is this, this is interesting. This is a good. Character thing yeah it's a great scene setter i was also thinking it'd be more like down uh tempo and like moody and you're out here just fucking shredding it's very interesting for indifix's character I, development I, I feel like this is the equivalent of when someone's having a real just like there's a lot going on in their mind and they're like i'm just gonna do a real stiff drum solo get get all that tension out of me mm-hmm. uh so you're you're shredding on the fire escape looking down over sigil and you are witnessing the first skirmishes of the second faction war uh the doom guard have have announced that their leader has been assassinated by the harmonium which is the cop faction uh that's not true it was you but that's that they don't care about the actual truth of it the important thing is they have a what's called a bellus Ca- uh, bellus cassie i'm almost certainly mispronouncing that it's latin for war cause it's it, they're allowed to go to war you guys have played civilization right mm. nope no crusader kings no oh my i am God. familiar with the term i've played elite beat agents is that similar yeah it's exactly exactly what i'm talking about it's 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 like when uh when someone tells you that their satellite photo of aluminum tubes being moved somewhere mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna try not to bring it into the real world too much that brings people down but this <laughs> this is uh yeah what what 
Never mind. Um, oh my god. Ooh, meat tube. So there are people fighting in the streets now, but it's it's a small skirmish for now. It's going to grow in the coming weeks, but people aren't uh, immediately going to like DEFCON 1 because they assume if actual war breaks out, the Lady of Pain will step in and throw everybody in the maze, mm. which only a select few people know isn't true, including you. You know the Lady of Pain is an imposter. But for everyone else, they're like, oh, this will blow over. It's not going to grow and grow and grow until it consumes the entire city. Uh, so, yeah, Nifix is sat here having started the, the, the embers of a war. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we'll talk more about the political stuff in a little bit, but most of the characters don't actually care. I don't really think anyone but King is actually invested in who wins politically. Um, but I'll, I'll throw that out there in case the audience wants to follow it because it's happening in the background and there are NPCs who care. But for Nifix, you're, you're shredding, you're shredding. You come to the end of Through the Fire and the Flames, or at least a non-copyrighted knockoff for our version. Um, Do you have to worry about copyright? They can't even play their own songs. Oh, I saw them play live once. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah, they get too drunk to play music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to shatter everyone's world, but Dragon Force is a fucking studio band. It's, it's, it's a real thing. They get really drunk and then they can't play their own songs and it's really sad to watch. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but they have a lot of money, I bet. So, so Nifix, you out-shred Dragon Force live. Very impressive. <laughs> you put Ori down next to you and you hear a, vo- you hear a voice next to you as you uh, come to a, a conclusion there. I'm 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 guessing this is perhaps uh, someone who recently ceased to have a head. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around at the moment. Not having a head? Yeah. It's all the rage right now. You could say it's a motif. Um sitting next to you is a woman who what Hmm, would tragedy look like uh, what she looked like before she joined the Doom Guard? What she looked like after, or what I'm leaning towards a com a, a combination of normal woman and person with holes in their body? Because that's an upsetting like J horror image. I I like this for its po- fan art potential. So sure. <laughs> okay, Nifix sitting on the fire escape with her Guitar Hero controller next to her, the ghostly. A specter of a woman she recently murdered, but she has two grisly holes, one in her head, one in her chest, that weren't there before. And it's pretty upsetting, but she doesn't seem bothered by it. And she says, so what's the plan, Nifix? Well, as much as working with other people has not gone great for me thus far, feels like it's probably going to be necessary, because I feel like... I feel like some people are going to have some opinions and it's better if I've got other people stood next to me perhaps going, you know, maybe backing up what I'm up to. That might not hurt. But, uh, yeah. You're going to make a lot of enemies trying to reshape reality. There's a lot of people who are not going to see what I'm trying to do, I don't think. Well, what are you trying to do? Let's let's be clear. Tragedy says, turning to the audience about about your actual plans. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Suck on that, listeners. <laughs> because we have been being mysterious and vague for 
you know, uh, suspense. But apparently, some people have gotten a, a different idea. So maybe. You know. Oh, I've I have had some angry emails. <laughs> um, How? Uh, Why? Goodness. Stop so, it. Uh, N- Nifix is is gonna say like. <sighs> This isn't a case of me going burn everything. I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, snap my fingers and everyone's everyone's just dead or anything. I'm just gonna smush everything a bit. <laughs> be pli- be pliable with everything. Just reshape what's there. I'm not throwing it in the bin and starting over. If that makes any sense god i need to work on my sales pitch if i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna say this to people who didn't see the big floating diagram that we did yeah in this in nifix's big day out uh tragedy yeah. made a magical illusion diagram of your plan which is to squish all the planes together um it's it's interesting because it's actually less um extreme than the what actually happened in D story in like 2008 or something mm. when the alignment system was destroyed uh like a couple alignments went away completely like you just couldn't be lawful evil anymore you're not doing that you're just making it so people aren't made out of alignments but people can still choose to be certain moralities i i i don't know whether nifix will manage to pull off the way she wants it to go but i think i uh, you're a liberator i think the way nifix sees it and uh i i I sort of talked this over with austin a little bit was this idea of people are gonna have time to jump ship from bits of reality that are starting to smush up. Like, it's not like, oops, that area's just gone and everyone who was there doesn't exist now. Yeah, Tragedy says, you're not a maniac, Nifix. You're just the one who has the the actual will to go through with what everybody wants, to get rid of the abusive soul economy and these stifling alignments and the, the, the literal metaphysical distance between these cultures represented and she gestures towards the giant tree in the background of every scene this season yeah like i i I think that's how nifix is looking at this the the start of like oops the cops killed the person in charge of our of our our little group it's uh, this is the same thing we see again and again it's groups that just sit in their little insular bubbles and then decide to bubble over and fight each other that she's hoping will be less of a thing. I mean, Nifix, you're the conduit of challenge. What greater challenge could there be than uniting all the world and defeating the final boss of all of existence, the longest living organism, the most powerful thing that has ever existed? I mean... The number of JRPGs I've played that basically just end in killing the big thing that's been around the longest, it it's usually how these things end. All we need to do is strike a fatal blow to the Yggdrasil. We don't need to cut it down and have it collapse everything all at once. All it takes is one fatal blow, a wound it can't heal from, and the slow collapse over centuries millennia who knows how long will give people plenty of time to evacuate as all the planes collapse into one and the physical distance is closed and heaven and hell are merged and everyone has to choose for themselves what kind of life they want to live and not be predestined by the plane of their birth 
it's it's very strange aiming for something I'm probably not going to see play out, but I've just got to have confidence that that I'm I'm doing it right. And if it takes a nice old swig of bone juice. Yeah, to steady your nerves. I think the last thing tragedy says is when people figure out what you're doing, they're going to try to stop you. Cato, your old employer, may send the Furies after you. What will you do then? I don't plan to go after them. I don't plan to get in the way of their individual things they're trying to do, but if they come for me, well, that's on them. For you to draw I'm a shapeshifter Have no face to show Please don't take off my mask My disguise <laughs> Lauren, you can't dom all the listeners. I can, and I will. They really want me to. <laughs> They're like, Are you release the Yorski cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's how I want to start a very low stakes scene. Um, Cordelia and Blake, can you describe to me your evil lair? Um. Because time has passed since the last episode where we recorded in universe, like the vacation arc is like you know a week or two in. You've had time to build your treehouse inside the tree. Um, I think it has the poster that I have talked about before that is in Austin's room <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a Pikachu dragon. It, it's Ash Ketchum and Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! And they have Pikachu. But they're and, wearing each other's clothes. Yeah, because they're boyfriends. And it's Pikachu and Blue Eyes White Dragon like gl- glaring at each Pikachu other. Pikachu is a dragon. Mm. There's also uh, one of those posters of a cat that's clinging to a branch and it says, hang in there. <laughs> Very Blake. Uh-huh. A motivational poster of like a sunset or something. Mm-hmm. So wait, it's all just posters? I said, describe your evil lair. And you're like, here's our poster collection. <laughs> What's more evil than novelty? <laughs> more motivational poster. Nice. Oh, is there some of like the babies in like flower costumes or some shit? <laughs> okay, so it's all posters. Uh, Blake has, uh, a, has been using a corner of the lair for storage of plastic mats and disposable tools and and things of that nature. Uh, um, I have a cat tree, but it's like all the arm parts are cut off, so it's just a big tube that I can wrap myself around when I don't feel when I feel like it. You know, that's fun. Giant bean bag. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so I was cutting from the scene where Nifix is like, I'm going to kill the tree, to you guys <laughs> hanging out in the tree. And I thought maybe we like get really attached to this building, which is in the line of fire. And instead, I know a lot about your interior decorating, and that's interesting. 
<laughs> we can always make another evil lair. You just put the hole in the thing, boom, lair. So after you have uh, given a tour to me, the, me the, the narrator, of your evil lair, there is a knock at the door. Is it shaving a haircut? N- what's the evil version of that? <laughs> well, if it's not shaving a haircut, I don't trust him and I will not answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> being a goblin well no but it is very tree house isn't it that's the whole thing i'm thinking with this is that we've built a tree house that's how i know if my friends are knocking on my door and now we all do shaving a haircut wow and you've just now told everyone yeah we're great there's a knock at the door cordelia sl- slithers over to it but just stands there defiantly waiting for the secret knock <laughs> and then it just comes again just a totally normal knock that a person would do and you just cross your arms like nope you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know the rules. There's literally a sign on the door. Is there? What does the sign say? Shaving a haircut. <laughs> Shaving a haircut. <laughs> and it has like a little music staff, so it has the notes, so you know how to play. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to. Me- I don't think Cicero knows how to read music notation, so he's just obstinately. Well, maybe he should learn. He's just not. He's okay. You know what? If you want to be, if you want to be a goblin, he's gonna be a goblin. <laughs> he's just gonna keep knocking. How long do you want to do this, Cordelia? <laughs> Is somebody gonna get that? I'll even open the door with my tail. So that, and I have two frying pans in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know where they... I got them from his Tupperware collection, apparently. Uh, on the other side of the door, you see Cicero, the Ultraloth. Uh, he is just in his business suit, standing. He has maybe a suitcase um, and just waiting patiently because he's very used to uh, formalities and uh, arcane bullshit from people in negotiation so you did not for somebody who is very uh about traditions and rules and whatever you sure did not obey the sign that i put right on the door at eye level so you could see it knocking in the prescribed way would have been an implicit agreement to your contract and i haven't been able to inspect the fine print so i cannot agree to it oh jesus okay uh, here is Blake. Is, Talk oh, to him. is that? Is that? Oh God! All right. Yeah, Blake. He loves you. Look at this guy. So, where's my money? He holds up his suitcase and says, "That's what I'm here to talk about." May I come in? After all, there are several different ways to give someone permission onto your property. Trespassing is a very serious issue. Oh my God! Come in, you fucking idiot! Come in. It's a strict liability offense, he ah! says, as he enters. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, Cordelia's just going to go onto her, her uh, cat tree and just squeeze it angrily. Okay, so Cicero enters your tree house, goes to the, I guess, the you know dining room table, which is near the cat tree, so Cordelia can, can chime in if she wants to. Uh, Cicero sits down, opens up his briefcase, starts pulling out papers and stuff, and says, So, formal greeting, and... Uh, small talk. Small talk, small talk, sure. Salutations! (laughs) Weather, politics, yes, good, good. I have one final assignment for you. Go on. He starts up, you know, pushing the papers towards you and so forth and says, The CFO, the Chief Financial Officer of Failsafe, has retreated to our home plane. 
take care of him, and my takeover will be complete, and your contract will be satisfied, and your retirement will be returned to you. How much time do I have? The mission does not appear to be time-sensitive. The plane of Hades, the neutral evil plane, is itself the main problem here. Even Yugoloths who were birthed from it have fled in numbers. We are now mostly associated with Gehenna, the infinite volcano plane, because we took that one over rather than live in our homeland, which is just miserable. How, how is that miserable? Hades, the Grey Waste, is, as the name implies, a grey waste <laughs> in all directions, uh, a t truly dreary, dim, and unpleasant place. Simply being there saps one's will to live and f actually physically wears away the body and reduces one to the form of a small larval grub over time. Oh, so, so what you're saying is that Hades is like a nine to five cubicle office building, <laughs> right? I've had grubs fall in my head from the ceiling of my job before. So, yeah, both the neutral evil planes that we're dealing with this season are very uh, capitalism metaphor, which is extremely Yugoloth. It's like by design, I think Gary Gagax nailed that one. Good job, buddy. Is, is there any way to? Uh, counteract the badness, the whole shitty parts. Like, can we wear a fun hat and we won't get depressed? The magic of Hades, the life force sapping features of Hades, don't affect Yugoloths. So the CFO has infinite time to wait out any assassins. If you want to approach him together... He gestures towards Cordelia. Perhaps your bond can keep you from falling into despair and being rotted away by the plane itself. So what you're saying is buddy cop comedy in Hades time. And if we, you know, continue to live in spite of one another, we might make it through. Oh, I, I, we got this. We are best friends. I think the CFO <laughs> thinks he's safe because anyone who would be an assassin wouldn't have enough connections, emotional bonds, to withstand the crushing ennui of Hades. But if you get there together, I don't think you'll have much trouble with him. He is an Oinolof. And now I'm going to put a picture in the... Oh, the... oh boy. Oh. Oh, he's so ugly. Oh, oh, no, I hate it. Oh, it's weird, because you would think that he wouldn't even be able to contract syphilis with that face. Would <laughs> 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 oh, nobody take him to the nail salon? Roasting the Yugoloths is such a time-honored tradition of party crashers. I was so excited for it. The Oinoloth. Oh. For the audience is a kind of uh humanoid which has a couple notable features one is it's disgustingly long nails have you ever seen like ripley's believe it or not the person with the longest nails where they kind of curl 
It's like that. It's not scary like claws. They're just gross and long. And then their face and the upper body is just completely covered in boils. boils. It looks like their face is going to slide off. And it's kind of a goat head. But goats are cute and that is not. Yeah. What What if a goat face was mainly made out of pustules? That's such a good word. Yeah, they're extremely gross. This is actually the most powerful kind of Yugoloth. The the disgusting sickness ravaging their body is actually like a magical blessing that increases their power. It's kind of a representation of their their willingness to do to do whatever it takes to get power and wealth. Is that even sacrificing their own body? Well, I hate it. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It would be very fun to kill him. I bet he's like, it's like bubble wrap, pop all the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> You're welcome. So Cicero says he has uh, taken uh, refuge in his summer home in Hades, far from any portals. So you will have to trek across the Grey Wastes on foot in an arduous journey, not only against the physical elements of the plane, but against the emotional ones as well. Very, very difficult. But if you succeed you will be able to retire. And he pulls out some charts and stuff and says, I did run the numbers on possibly betraying you and trying to get out of payment. Um, The charts came back and it seems like that's going to be a bigger risk than just paying you. Uh, Do you have any input on these? He just slides them across like dispassionately. (laughs) Blake picks it up and says, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would absolutely find you and kill you. And if he didn't, I would. That's true. So, yeah. I, I if if we hadn't made a deal, if I thought it would be easier to get my retirement by killing you, rest assured I'd do it too. But since we understand each other, the actuarial table agrees with your assessment. In fact, um some of my projections seem to indicate it would be to my advantage to have a recurring payment for you contingent on my continuing life. So, for example, if uh, you kill me, these payments stop. But if you continue to let me live, uh, the payments will continue. What do you think about that? What part of retirement don't you understand? You want to be left alone. I, that's what I said. But I'm just saying what the, see, uh, this is not personal. This is what the actuarial table dictates. It was the best course of action. The terms of the agreement were, I complete the job for you, and I receive my money. Uh, I mean, I I don't know much about law, and by I don't know much, I don't know anything. Uh, but I don't, I also don't care about the law, and I'm pretty sure my friend here... Well, I do care about contracts, and that's why I'm not agreeing to anything new in this conversation, Cicero. I'm not a fool. Yeah. He's not the fool, bitch. The terms are what the terms are. It's not my fault you didn't put in your insurance clause during our original agreement. But things are what they are. I'll kill your man, and you can live in fear for the rest of your life. Oh and that's God. all the payment I require once our contract is fulfilled. And should you fail to fulfill our contract, well, you already know the consequences for that. Spoken like a true Yugoloth. Are we done? He just snaps up his briefcase and holds out a hand to shake it. Don't shake it, it's a trap. 
So we're done. You know the door. I want to slap his hand. <laughs> is that I'm gonna, is that strength? I'm gonna try to knock his. Yeah, I'm gonna try to knock his briefcase out of his hand. Okay, yeah, roll strength. This motherfucker came to the wrong evil lair. <laughs> <laughs> it was a five. I do not. I get like. I like get his palm. Okay, so you hold out a hand to shake Blake's, and you try to slap his hand with your tail, and he just grabs it out of the air and shakes it. This does like no. a, a respectable two pump and just walks out. That's not the hand. <laughs> <laughs> Not legally binding. You should have rolled higher. He shook your tail. Deal with it. I mean, it's still not legally binding. You're legally binding. Well, I mean, if I was allowed to bind, then yes. You are. That's a snake move. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. uh, Party crashers. This could be your final mission. Do you want to do anything before you set off? Can we get some, like... Healthy, healthy nuts tomorrow. Marrow. Yeah, we're gonna need snacks. Uh, want some snacks? Want some bandages? Some bandages? More snacks? Uh, more snacks? A wetsuit? A Technicolor coat? You're gonna want one of those. Just, just something to offset the gray. Like Joseph and the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's a snack and clothes montage for party crashers. <laughs> like all the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies when they go shopping. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's finally get some Chris on this episode. He's been here the whole time, audience. He just didn't want to contribute. He hates me specifically. Chris, how you doing? I have a problem with you. Yeah, he won't tell me what it is. It's a secret beef. Tell me what it is, though. Ooh, secret beef's the most delicious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Meat so... Tube. Where we last left King, you said you wanted to take over the Believers, and I have a scene for that, but then I think you mentioned to me that you want to talk to Lancelot? Yeah. I don't know if you gotta say it, like, I've, it's the most unheard of thing. He's my buddy. I didn't have a transition into it, like, naturally, just to say, so you're on your way to Lancelot, so I just did it out of character. Oh, okay. Well, you gotta, you gotta put fucking double colons in front of it if you're gonna do out of character. Get your fucking form role playing etiquette up, numbnuts. I never actually did form role playing, and I think the I mean what the audience really lo- even I did that. The audience is aware I had never played any kind of RPG until season one of Dice Funk. This is not like a lifelong passion of mine. This is something I did. We did as a lark with some friends, and then it just kind of got out of control. <laughs> so yeah. Um, King, you actually find Lancelot in the Great Gymnasium. He's in his full big elephant form, and he is going ham on some uh, barbells. Hey, Lancelot. Hey, King. Look how much I can lift. Wow, those are really big. How much are you pressing? About 2,200. Wow. You working up a sweat? (laughs) Yeah, I'm very fluffy, so I sweat a lot. Do you want me to go get you some electromanites? Oh, I'd love some electromanites. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go get you some electromanites. <laughs> Thanks. Electromanites. Uh, <laughs> Electric mennonites. That, that's a religion I think we can all get behind. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I could hear that entire time. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Just extremely brightly lit Amish <laughs> people. They're electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you come back with some Gatorade, and um, Lancelot says, Nifix said I had to get a hobby, so I started lifting, and one thing le- <laughs> led to another, and now I'm really strong. Oh, out of character, he got a hobby, and that makes me so happy, even if my character has to hate him right now. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Sometimes working it is a really good way to deal with stress and anger. Yeah, it gives me all of the good brain chemicals to feel better, and then my self-image has improved. It's really been great all around. Also, I'm very deadly in case someone wants to fight me. I'm proud of you. Here is your electronite. Now, the important thing to know is this is good for a refuel, but don't drink these all the time because they're actually really, really bad for you. <laughs> they're he- high in sugar. It's almost as though they shouldn't be marketed towards the average person at all and only towards athletes, but I don't know. I guess they wanted more money. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I think they're a, a subsidiary of the, the soda companies, so it's not like they're hiding it. Everyone should just drink water. Yeah, water's a good thing for all of us. High five, Hydro Homie. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, Lancelot tells you, if you're curious, that him working out in the great gymnasium led to him getting close to people in the faction here, and that's what led to them getting really close and basically allying in the the politics, the the Athar and the Cyphers. This was brought up a couple episodes ago. Nobody really investigated much, so I'll just I'm just having this out now. Um, if you're curious. I'll read this for the audience. For the players, I'll put it, I guess, in the Skype. Here's a list of the faction alliances. This is just straight out of the book Faction War by Monty Cook. So, aligned with the Doom Guard are the Revolutionary League, which are the uh, anarchists, and the Chaosatex, which we've met before. There's also the Free League, but their faction is based on the fact that they're not a faction. That's their belief, is that they're not a faction, so that's not very helpful. Um, the people who have aligned with the Harmonium are the Society of Sensation, the Signers, the Governors, the Believers of the Source. Uh, excuse me. They're called the Governors? <laughs> the Governors? There's 100% to the Governors, and the I want to join the Governors so every person in there has to be as cockney as possible. Hello, Governor. Hello, Governor. Hello, Governor. We're going to go fight for the Aminium, we air. As the only Brit on this show, I feel like I'm the only one who's allowed to join the governors. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you built like a big shithouse, y'all, pip-pip. <laughs> the Fraternity of Order, a.k.a. the governors, is the faction which is basically the legislature and, like, the judges and stuff. They're the government. Yeah. So it's the, they're re- literally the governors. Can I kill King right now and play a new character who's part of the governors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be narratively I satisfying. I will in a moment. He has an aneurysm. He poops himself to death. Something. I'm immediately <laughs> have a new character. <laughs> okay. So I just want to finish this just so the audience has it if they're curious. The, 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 the three sides of this war. No, no. I want this to be indecipherable <laughs> for the audience. Yeah, I know. It's very difficult. Basically, there are three sides, right? There's the Doom Guard, there's the Believers, and there's the Aethar. I said in like episode two, those are the only factions you needed to worry about, and I'm, I really want to keep it that simple. So the Doom Guard, I said they're basically with the Anarchists and the Chaos Attacks. That should be easy. Those are like all people who are revolutionary. Then there's the people who are authoritarian. 
the believers of the source, the governors, the signers, the society of sensation, and the harmonium. That's easy. It's the government, the cops, the people who want to be gods. They're all for authority. And then there's the third side, the Athar, who are with the bleak cabal, the dust men, the trans- and the transcendent order. Um, you'll notice a couple of people I didn't say there, the mercy killers, because they don't exist anymore, and the faded, aka the heartless, which fight on all sides wherever the invisible hand of the market says they should go at any given time. Wait, I want to join the faded. We talked about this before. You don't want to join the faded. You want to join... The- <laughs> <laughs> I can make jokes! You want to you wanna get faded. I already am. <laughs> <laughs> I say we just start faded. season six over again and we just join these new factions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it'll be fine. We won't ruin it again. They're not new, and I sent this list at the beginning, and everyone, I think everyone but Lauren basically ignored it because she wanted to join the Society of Sensation, which is why they've come up more. But Oh my god, I did something good. Well, you did something. Oh. The rest of us did nothing. Yeah, that's hard for me. <laughs> well, it's funny because the Society of Sensation is aligned with the believers of the source. And you might, if you didn't know that was from the book, you'd think I was just doing that so Lauren wouldn't have to choose between the two factions she joined. But they actually are aligned in canon, which is, nice. uh, it's interesting because like, what does sensation have to do with authoritarianism? And it's because uh, the Society of Sensation runs all the entertainment in Sigil. They are extremely, extremely rich. And when you have money you have power when you have power you want to protect it um it's it's actually a really clever uh uh, observation Mm -hmm. on the nature of power so yeah yeah it's more new character (laughs) beef wellington All right, fine. So right now, the <laughs> the Aethar haven't been pulled into the war yet, but they will as it gets bigger. You got any places around here that make a good eel pie, you do? <laughs> I... Chris, you know how we started this episode establishing how I wasn't gonna... Nifix wasn't gonna go on a murder spree? No, she is. She gonna kill you. <laughs> no one can take damn beef within 10 day cats. <laughs> I open up me magic umbrella and floor myself away, I uh, will. N- Nifix <laughs> retroactively changes the plan. She's gonna very viscerally kill Beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me niggas are in a knot now. <laughs> What's happening? How, how about I just outdo you, pip pip Chilio? I can do it too. What, what, what? <laughs> oh, you want to have a pip-off? You do, pip-pip. I'm dying. <laughs> I'll catch you on the dog and bone. <laughs> Lancelot's like, get a crash cart. He's stroking out. Help, help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. King, do you want to talk to Lancelot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> hey, buddy, I need to talk to you about something. Lay it on me, big guy. Well, I kind of want to do things to help a lot of the kids in Central because it seems like there's a lot of people who don't have families anymore. And that makes me really sad. But. I started to think how I could help them, but I don't think I can just as one person. But, so, you know, if what if I became a god, then I guess I could, right? Lancelot um, adds more weight to <laughs> adds more weight to the 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 bar. 
Um, he's getting, he's putting on quite a show now. And he says, I don't know, King, that sounds like bullshit. I feel like most gods are just trying to be powerful and get people to worship them so they can sit on their, their Mount Olympus and have people feed grapes to them while they turn into swans and have a lot of sex. I'm not even that big of a fan of grapes, but, you know, if I'm going to eat them, I want to eat them myself. You know, I like to peel off some of the skin. <laughs> Lancelot says, this sounds bad. I hate it. Well, yeah, I figured you might, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it first, because I know that gods weren't good to your people, and they did a lot of bad things, and the people who followed them did, and I want to avoid that. Well, King, if you're starting from a place of you want to be very powerful, you're already off on the wrong foot. That's how they get you. You think, oh, I just want to get just a little, a little bit of power, just a, just a taste, and then suddenly you're sacrificing people in a big pit full of spiders, and you're you're crucifying people. It's that's how it start. That's how it starts. But isn't that how I'd be able to help the most people? Or you could work with us, just normal people, working hard. How are you going to be able to help all the kids? There's a lot of them. Could they all live in the gymnasium? No, there are programs. If you have a certain income, we have a means-tested program. You can get benefits. Oh, Oh, no. my God, he's a cop. I don't want to help people based off of, like, those sorts of things. I want to help them because they need help. King, right now, the politics of Sigil are very precarious. The The Doom Guard is fighting the Harmonium, and the Harmonium are friends with the Believers, which means the Believers are going to be in a war, and if they get all their weapons and stuff out, then we have to get ours out. It's not a good... So? It's not a good ch- time to be changing sides. It's like World War One all over again. Yeah, but... What does that matter? I mean, Lauren said World War One. It's it's pretty much that where one person dies and then suddenly a, a string of uh, treaties and allyships spirals out of control. So, I mean, Lancelot says, King, if you join the believers now, we might have to end up on opposite sides of a battlefield and sooner rather than later. Oh, well, I won't be doing that. I don't want to fight anyone from the Aether. You're still my friends. And I want the boy Aether and the Believers to be able to work together. I mean, that's very cute of you, but <laughs> sometimes you don't get what you want. Yeah, but Abraham believed that it could work. Oh, yeah. He so he says things sometimes. Yeah, well, he's a smart guy. And he's really nice. Yeah, everyone loves him. He's very popular and strong and cool, but not... The book smartest person. Lancelot's a patronizing little bitch. King, you and Abraham are similar in that you think people just disagree like sports teams. Like, oh, I'm on this team and you're on this team. Ooh, we have a rivalry. But disagreeing on politics is disagreeing on how the world should work. And the world can only work in one way. So there's no such thing as working together. Fire and water can't work together. Sometimes it can. No, it just makes steam, which in my metaphor is war. Yeah, but that's really good, and it helps cook some foods. Good for your pores. Do you ever have steamed clams? I'm an elephant. I don't think we eat steamed clams, no. Well, I mean, I can make you some. And then after you do that, you can see that there is a chance for uh, the, the good things to happen. 
I think Lancelot adds like m- pretty much as much weight as possible onto this equipment. He's like bending the bar now, like irrevocably damaging it, but also just showing off that he has leveled up since the last time you saw him in action. And Lancelot says, King, I'm warning you as your friend, you should not join the believers. It's going to be dangerous. You should stick with us. Okay? Yeah, but what if I take over the believers? Are you aware that Camilla has a sword that creates wounds that don't heal, so even the smallest cut is fatal? Yeah, but I have a sword that could chop you into pieces, so... I mean, you don't. You have a spear. It's made out of fly. No, I have a regular sword, too. I just want to, like, very quickly highlight Camilla has a sword that can cut things and they won't heal, huh? But that's okay. Covers in highlighter. King, if you try to take over the Believers, you're going to have to fight Abraham someday. Are you okay with that? I don't think we would. We could work together. That way there are no, like, bad gods that get in. You can't control that, King. There are some things you just can't control. You don't get to decide. Who are you? You're just a guy. Yeah, but I'd have a bunch of smart people helping me like you. And this is my smart guy advice. Don't do it. Well, then, what do I do? Stay with us. We're gonna we're getting ready to go fight the believers soon. If this if this conflict heats up anymore, they're attacking cops in the street. But why should we fight that? <laughs> I don't understand. I've spent almost the entirety of my life fighting things because people tell me to, and then I find something I want to fight for, and it's wrong. I know it's sad, King, but you have to fight for what you believe in and you fight for what's right. And the other people are going to fight for what they think is right. And the nature of the multiverse, of the nature of Sigil, is belief is reality. So whoever wins the war wins how the world works. It's like purgatory. It used to be its own plane, but when the gods died, people didn't think they, they didn't believe that it needed to be its own plane anymore. So now it's just a building. That's how everything works. I guess I need to think on it a little bit. Yeah, I think you should. And I think you should remember that Abraham is extremely strong. He has a glove that was forged to destroy the world. I am very strong. You're very strong. Uh, Calliope is very strong. And we're going to win. Can I ask you a favor? Sure. This isn't about all the war things or any of that. Mm-hmm. But you could find people who are lost, right? Yep. Well, there's a bunch of slot out there I was wondering if you could help me find. Fuck. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's a good place to leave it. Um, hmm. I was wondering if this was going to come up. I did have something prepared for this, so that's... A fun curveball for Chris to throw me. Um, Nifix. Me. Nifix, you are going to mortally wound the Yggdrasil. That is basically the, your plan in the simplest terms. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, once you kill the final boss of reality, it will all collapse together. People can flee from the, the zones of impact, hopefully, uh, to minimize deaths. And then once everything is one world... You're not stupid. You don't think all problems will be solved, but specifically no. the ones relating to alignment and 
the soul economy will be solved once there's just one world. Uh, so how are you planning to accomplish this? Hmm. So there's a couple of options that immediately come to mind in terms of getting two birds with one stone, because the two things I need to do are, are damage that tree and have some allies. So I think Nifix's first port of call is gonna be to go and visit Callie. Yeah, it's been a while since Nifix talked to Calliope, even though she was introduced as your friend and specifically took on a gnomish form to get like yeah. m- m- closer to you, and then she's mostly been hanging out with Blake. I want, do you feel friend-cucked? Oh, 100%. I feel I feel like Nifix went from being like, I have all the friends to, oh, no one likes me. Incredible arc. Yeah, that was a very stark drop-off of, uh, do, do you remember, like, an arc and a half in where my whole deal with Nifix was, let's have her have all the fucking friends? <laughs> it's been such a long and gradual descent that, like, when you go back, I think, and listen to the season, you'll notice it starts with Nifix alone with Kato and him being like you're gonna be the moral core and then it cuts to you walking up the stairs and everyone making fun of you for never having killed before (laughs) it's honestly Uh, if we had planned it it would be like damn they really nailed it but the fact that it wasn't planned is sick as hell (laughs) so yeah I I'm I'm gonna try and get some Nidhogg help because who better to help with attacking a big tree um okay so I also wanted to do a Cali scene it may be better to do it before Nifix's if we just cut it in later, however you want to do it. But I'm just, yeah, chronologically. This actually makes sense because uh, the roots of the Yggdrasil go down into Hades, specifically into Niflheim, the Norse realm of the dead. But Gary Gygax put Niflheim in Hades, which is the Greek land of the dead. I don't know what he was smoking, but this is actually is like, oh, she can just take you there. Blake's going to go and find Callie and, you know, like they're all packed up and ready to go. And he's going to approach her and say, uh, hey, um, so uh, Cordelia and I are heading off on this uh, trip and it's going to be one of those things where it's like better than even chance I don't come back. And oh, no. And and I don't really have anybody uh, who remembers who I am. So, you know, just like a few work friends and uh, a roommate. And you. Is it because you have a, a human face? Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I, I I get you guys confused sometimes. Sorry. No, it's, it's, it's okay. But it just... Um, it just didn't seem right to go without saying goodbye. So, um, goodbye. Wait, what if you come? You said you might not come back. What if you do? Well, then, I'll see it when I get back. Oh, okay. You made it sound like way more dire. If you if you have a chance of coming back, then we just say, "I'll see you when you get back." And then if you don't, it, it, I'll just think, "Oh, maybe he's stuck at work." Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll be uh I'll be stuck at work. Do you want a gnome hug or a worm hug? A gnome hug. Worm hug. Worm hug. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I mean Callie hugs you. She's like Nifix size. Uh so it's, you know, it's not quite child and father, but it's close. 
And he uh, gives her a hug and he holds on you know, just a little bit. It's still weird. Um, I would like to walk upon this scene mid-hug and then I'm going to curl around them. Since there's not a worm hug now, I'm the worm. <laughs> Yay! Yay! What are we doing? I don't know. I just wanted to be involved. Cordelia, you notice we've never just tubed together, just rolled around as tubes? Um, I mean, honestly, I'm a really bad influence, so that's probably better for your overall development as a person. <laughs> no, we left the tube. Tube, 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 tube. We'll tube later. We'll tube later. We'll go through all of the windows in people's houses. That's not breaking and entering if it's a hole. Oh my oh, god. Excuse what? me? What? Then it's a den <laughs> and you are allowed to burrow into it because that is what snakes do. Wow, you really don't know anything about law. <laughs> I don't know a single law in, the, in ever. Okay, so is Callie going to take you down into Hades, or are you just going to follow a route down to a portal? We'll just follow the route down. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't need to bring the child to Hades. Like, she doesn't need to know, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't even tell her where we're going, just because... We're monsters, but we're not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's a child, man. For, for pacing, I'm actually going to leave the first part in when we started introducing Nifix, because I like this as a mid-scene like flashback of, of like context for Callie. Sure. So uh, Nifix walks up to Calliope, who just said goodbye to Blake, and she seems maybe like a little distant. And Nifix is like, finally, my chance to reconnect with the one friend who hasn't let me down. Ha 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 Thanks, Austin. <laughs> she is tired of your bullshit. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, I'm ready to start next season. Plan is like a cloud or something. No worries. Just dropping water on the world. Precipitation. Somebody should take over the mantle of Leon and create Bill Webb. <laughs> I, I thought you said next season you were going to be a clown and not cloud. And I was very <laughs> That's confused. That's also good. <laughs> Be an absolute fucking clown. <laughs> All right, Nifix, you w- go down to the roots and you find Calliope because the Nidhogs are the only thing which can damage this tree. So they're essential to your plan. Yeah. Uh, hey. Hey, Calliope. Um, hey, Nifix. Long, long time no see. Yeah, it's been, uh, I guess, during the race when you interrogated that guy and then I smushed him. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. That feels like a long time ago, huh? Yeah, time flies when you're smushing, guys. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> That rhymed, I didn't mean for it. <laughs> yeah, but it was very good. I want a shirt that says time flies when you're smushing, guys. <laughs> oh, someone's, someone's gonna make a design of that. <laughs> I want it if you make it, I want one. Uh, so... I have a proposition for you. Okay. How would you like to get real in on 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 eating up this tree? I eat the tree all the time. It's our food. I have to. It's my digestive system. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what what if it wasn't just a little nibble here, a little nibble there, this is what I need to eat, and what if... We took the biggest bite out of the tree that anyone's ever taken out of the tree. Have you been talking to my dad? He loves talking about 
eating the tree all up. Uh, no. But like, if your dad wants to get in on just, like, the big one, the I couldn't possibly eat another bite, I guess I'm going to eat another couple of bites of this tree. I mean, he'd like that. He's also very old. I don't know if we should be having him do big bites. I have a plan that requires... Doing some damage to this tree. I think it's gonna do some good in the long run. But I think we... I... I wanna take a real big swing at this tree and I can't do it without help. Cause it's a real big tree. Yeah, really only us Nidhogs can hurt the tree. And there's a lot of us and we're very hungry, but... We're not supposed to eat the whole thing. I mean, again, I'm I'm not asking you to eat the whole thing. This is not we're chop we're not chopping the tree down, we're not killing the tree like, you know, the whole tree's gone. I'm just saying maybe we eat a little more of the tree than is strictly supposed to be eaten. I mean my dad would love that, because, you know, his dad was the original guy who was supposed to destroy the whole world and stuff. I don't know if you know about the prophecy and the Ragnarok and all that. No, uh, tell, tell me more about this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nifix is like, I, I, I haven't played the new God of War, so I'm unfamiliar. No, I, I know this from the God of War, it's the, it's, it's big, big end time event. Everything, everything gets a bit chaotic. Yeah, the Norns told everyone that there was supposed to be this thing called Ragnarok. This guy called Hymdal was going to blow this big horn, and then Hymdal and Loki would kill each other, and then Odin and Fenrir would kill each other, and then Thor and the Jormungandr would kill each other. It's a theme. And then t uh, two wolves would eat the sun and the moon, and then a guy called Surtra would burn the earth, and then we'd eat the tree up. So, I can't give you like 90% of that but oh yeah no all those guys i just said are dead now <laughs> yeah so... but but how about this you see this cool guitar i've got here yes it's very cool yeah this came from the norn and the the norn very explicitly is okay with my plan to damage this big old tree well so the norn's prophecies are, as I've just demonstrated, not always true. I mean, they're a possibility, so yeah. things happen. Yeah, but what what I'm what I'm saying is, the 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 Norn was a prerequisite to the eating of the tree in that story, right? I mean, the prerequisite to the whole thing is, I guess, Himdal blowing the Galler horn, the big horn. If we don't have the Galler horn, we can't do it. Sorry, that's the that's the rules. My dad would never. Is that a thing that I would be able to find? <laughs> it's not a secret where it is, it's just nobody can get to it because of all the death around it. Go on. I mean, you're the conduit of challenge, right? Do you want to Yeah, no, this sounds like this sounds like it sounds like a moment for challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, once the all the gods died, right? And the Norns' prophecy turned out to not be true. Or I guess it was true in a possible timeline, but it didn't happen in ours. Um, all the gods died, and so all their important stuff was, like, locked away. Like, Thor had a hammer, and they put that in a vault somewhere. And Odin had a spear, and they put that in a vault somewhere. And then there's the Galarhorn, and it's surrounded by, like, an impenetrable wall of lightning. 
and ice and fire and no one's ever gotten to it because getting hit by ice and lightning and fire is deadly. <laughs> so yeah, 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 I don't know how well I would deal with that. So I guess M- Mrs. Challenge, little challenge friend, she's like doing finger guns at you like <laughs> my my challengey hero. If you want to do a little challenge, how about this? Um I'm making friends with Cordelia and Blake and they seem cool. And I was thinking about leaving the Aethar and joining the Believers of the Source. And if you come with, that would be cool. So if you try to get the Gallarhorn and lose, you have to join the Believers. But if you get the Gallarhorn, you win. And then I'll tell my dad to help you eat, eat the tree up real big. And you can blow the horn and all the Nidhogs in the, all the world will come and they'll help you. Spicy. Okay, so I, I do this thing. I get the horn... I I get I get the friendship horn where all the nithogs are all my friends and do the thing. Yeah, because that's what we've been waiting for. If you have the horn, then they'll listen to you, and my dad will listen to me. But I don't really want—he's old, so I don't really want to bother him unless I have to. And also, if you give up because of all the death and the lightning and the ice and the fire, and then we can be friends with Cordelia and her club. It's a fun club. <gasps> we have a secret lair. Don't. Callie doesn't have keys. She doesn't have the keys. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go get that horn. Woo, 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 woo. Do you activate your conduit of challenge? Yeah, conduit challenge. All right. So that's that's Nifix's plan. She has to go to Asgard, <laughs> the the chaotic good plane yeah. where the Norse gods are from, and retrieve the Gjallar horn to command the Nidhogs. Oh. Um. So what's actually Let's actually cut back to Blake and Cordelia. You are walking across the gray waste. And how I was thinking about this scene was not to have any external threats, not to have like things attack you. It's just you walking across a flat, featureless, boring, soul-sucking terrain for what feels like days, weeks, months. It's, it's crushing. And the only thing that literally keeps your soul from withering away and your body from rotting down to a tiny little grub is each other. Uh, I spy something that is gray. Uh, is everything? uh, Yeah, it's It's everything. everything. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I spot something else that is gray. It's everything else? (laughs) Still everything. Still everything. Hey, do you remember? Do you remember that time on Antiques Roadshow when the woman from like Connecticut? brought in the little porcelain figurine of the African-American child eating watermelon. And we just thought, who would bring that on national television? I mean, and also, I'm pretty sure we all know not everything that gets brought to the roadshow makes it to film. So who thought we should allow this? Yeah, they, they signed off on that. And it just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that that would happen. Maybe we should be the ones in charge of Antiques Roadshow. Mm, I like when, I like where this is going. You know, you know, once I've got my retirement, I'm free to do anything, you know? So. I mean, uh, aren't you kind of free to do anything anyway? I, in in some sense of the word, sure, but we all have to live under you know capitalism and money and and so forth. I mean, you got to be able. Being to... retired doesn't mean you don't have problems. It just 
means you don't work anymore. And then if all your savings disappears, then oh no, you're old and you can't do anything. Oops. Plus, wouldn't you get bored? I know we like our weekends, but I don't think we can watch Antiques Roadshow seven days a week. Well, I mean, I, I sort of figured I'd find something else to, to that I liked to do. Oh, we could go mountain climbing. I can fly. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know if I have the upper body strength for that. Don't you need to be kind of built? Uh, we have magic now, so... But then, are you really climbing the mountain if you're using magic? Or is the mountain climbing you? I agree, buddy. You know what I could go for right now, though? Some eggs? I was thinking a mountain. I mean, Oh, this yeah, is... I would love something new in my field of vision. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, uh... It, it, the other problem is that, uh, like, this is, uh... We really don't know how far we're going. I mean, I feel like it shouldn't be this hard. He's just one pimply goat. Right? Oh my god, hideous. I want to pop his face like bubble wrap. How do you how do you even get like into a board position that high when you like there there needs to be some sort of standard expectation just for media presence. They're gonna have to go and speak to people from time to time. And you're gonna send them out looking like that? Uh some basic hygiene is not that You're right, hard. exactly. Just, just wash up a little bit. Take Things a shower. Practically dripping pus. I don't like it. No, no. I mean, this is going to be really satisfying on some levels. Maybe we should uh, have brought like those little plastic raincoats for when we pop all his pustules. Mm, I mean, I did bring a small pile of plastic, but I mean, really just enough to cover a like 200 square foot area. Do you have a Tupperware collecting problem? Is that what's going on? Who keeps letting you go to the container store with your wallet? Oh, it's me. Yeah, well, you know. I go with you and then I also buy Tupperware. Everybody needs storage. You need to be organized. It's absolutely key. You can get it in every size. You can put all your tiniest things in a tiny little Tupperware. It keeps cold things cold and hot things hot. Keeps things fresh. You can put it in the freezer and you'll have meals all week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're bored, you can burp it, makes an instrument. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, no, probably just about three more years of this. And then, <laughs> Ghostman! Constitution saving throws. Okay. Ghostman, you know we're here. Just come out. Uh, Go, man. Ah. <laughs> 14. <laughs> Seven. All right. So Cordelia passes, but Blake doesn't. So you're you're trudging, you're trudging, you're making small talk. And uh, Cordelia, you notice Blake uh, begins to kind of fall behind a little bit. His strides aren't as powerful. And he's starting to look a little grayish around the gills, if you know what I mean. Uh, it seems like this place is taking a toll on him, so maybe you'll need to dig deeper into your emotional bond to keep him from becoming a grub and dying. Um, you're looking, uh, hey, Blake, I spy something that is gray. 
That's yeah, I know it's, it's you, all it's you. It's, oh. No, it's you. Would you like to hold hands? <laughs> oh. You get them uh, you're getting a little behind. I am I can slither. Uh as jealous as I am of your little leggies. It's probably is not as easy to get about as slithering. Uh yeah, um I you know, I'm just I'm sorry, I'm a little just tired. This entire experience, like I thought it was over, right? Um uh, Two days from retirement, I'm dropping off my papers and fucking disappearing, and now I'm trudging through the goddamn wasteland to get my own goddamn money back. See, I was wondering, I didn't want to say it's with him there, but what would happen if we just ignored this goat man and went and killed Cicero instead for fucking you over? Because that is not okay. I don't get my money and I probably die. I have money, kind of, and I might also I'll die with you. It's fine. No, I mean it's it's a it's a very painful, you know, like oh, it's like a legal thing again. Yeah, it's okay, that one. But what if we kill Goat and then we also kill Cicero after? I mean, I'm 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 when I have my money, we can have that conversation because. After everything he's fucking put me through, I'm not gonna lie, I liked that I kept my options open there. I cannot believe the audacity. Right the nerve to come into my house and try to cheat me. Not even our house, which is more available to the public. He came to our evil lair and he, right? didn't, even, he didn't even read the sign. Absolutely no respect for you or for me. I mean, I, he could have come to me at home, frankly. You're right. No, he came to the lair. I he could have sent you an email. I don't really check my email. Uh, he probably did send an email in, but it's not enough. Constitution saving throw. Damn it. We're holding hands now. Do we get advantage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 11. 19. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 20. 20 and 11 both pass. I was looking for 10. So you your bond is strong enough to get you across the wastes. Um, in the distance... You see a small wooden house, like a very charming cottage, the kind of thing you like read a children's book about Abraham Lincoln in the we know he's he grew up in a log cabin. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there it's just like a, a a gnarled gray tree outside which has like what look like rotten fruit, but you assume is the the actual fruit that grow here. Um perception check? Six. I know nothing. Eleven. I probably know nothing. Yeah, sorry. The two of you just see the house, you see a tree, but you don't see any threats or anything interesting outside. Wait, wait, now, what about nature? No, it's just mostly gray. How many shades of gray? Oh my god. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> that was a good reaction. So Cordelia and Blake make their way up to the house, and now you're in the position of deciding how to knock. I'm gonna do shave and a haircut. Uh, you do shave and a haircut, and after a moment, you hear some rustling behind the door, and the door opens. And does he do the two bits? No, he does not. Oh, he's gotta die. <laughs> Everybody's disappointing you. How do you how do you do that? How do you not respond with the two bits? How everybody knows. 
Honestly, I would never think to do that if someone knocked on my house like that, but... God, that's why you're lame. The tasteful wooden door opens, and on the other side you see an oinoloth, a boil-covered yugoloth, long, gross fingernails, disgusting, pussy face. And he says, I've been expecting you. Come in. What if I just cast Blight on him? You can do whatever you want. I'm going to do that. That's a constitution saving throw. So uh, Yugoloths have advantage. Oh, fuck. I bet they do. 18. Yeah, fine. We still get half. It's necrotic? Yeah. So it's actually a quarter. Damn. 11. The Yugoloth opens the door, answers it, turns around to go back into his house, and you hit him in the back with necrotic magic, and he kind of stumbles forward onto the ground of his his cottage and you see behind him he has like a picture of a pitcher of lemonade and two cups sitting out oh fuck now i feel bad i didn't think you're going to be nice i'm sorry here let me help you up i didn't expect anything better from people such as you what are you trying to say about you auntie (laughs) it's not a race thing it's a Uh profession thing okay well now let's what happens when you employ assassins should i get a third cup i would really like some lemonade i won't be having any i'll have his lemonade (laughs) i'll have both lemonades uh, the CFO sits down and pours lemonade for you, Cordelia, and some for himself. And there's uh, three chairs. There's, I mean, there's there's like a couch and a chair. He si- he sits in the chair. You can have the couch together if you want. I am double fisting lemonades. Oh, she thirsty. <laughs> yeah, just lemonade all day long. Uh, the CFO says, I was expecting you, but not so soon. You always think you have more time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's why I try to get everything done efficiently so I have all the time I need later. So, what is it? Did I kill a member of your family? Are you a different insurance company? No, no, no. No, no. Uh I uh I I just want to get my money and uh um, and it's a whole corporate espionage. And really, I mean, I'm not really a like monologue villain type. I'm I'm really just sort of here to do the to do the thing. So I can respect that. I suppose I'll offer all I can uh, an arm, maybe, to prove the deed is done and send you on your way. Yeah, no, unfortunately, the terms of my contract stipulate I need a head. Um, now, I really, I'm just, I'm really tied up here, frankly. And I mean, I know you understand the business. You operate at a certain level. And uh, yeah, really, in that figurative legal sense, my hands are utterly tied. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a choker. So, you've got the killer instinct, kid. I respect that. I've been in this game my whole life. I know when you look at the actuary yell table, and you know some people gotta die. Well, good. I'm glad you understand. Blake's just 
pulls the coin out of his pocket and is running it over the back of his fingers and setting up a big old moonbeam. Is there any anything you can tell me? Any kind of closure? Uh, somebody's going to take your job. Isn't that all it ever is with you guys? Who's making the money and who's in power? Hmm. Cicero, then. Yeah. Got him. A fine Yugoloth. I don't know. I don't really like him. I don't really talk about my clients. You probably would have appreciated that before now. I was just musing. He will be good for the company. I'm sure he will. So can we kill you now? Well, I'm the conduit of boils, so I suppose I could try to make you puss yourselves to death, but there's two of you. There's two of you and one of me. And your magic's probably faster than my pustules, so... I mean, plus look at this this outfit. You don't want to ruin this quality velvet. <laughs> I suppose not. <sighs> right. Well, sir, uh... Any message you'd like me to pass along to anyone who you think may or may not be killing you? It would be a good time to short-sell our stocks. My death will hit the price hard. A lot of money to be made. All right. Okay, cool. Maybe buy some buy some of our competitor's stock, which is, what's the opposite of fail-safe? Success danger. <laughs> <laughs> buy some success danger stocks. Those are my final words. <laughs> Drop the boob beam right on him. So just a, a, like a satellite yeah. nuclear strike comes through the roof and bl- obliterates him in his favorite easy chair. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not, yeah, e- yeah. we're not even going to roll for combat. He, he, he doesn't fight back. You just explode him. Mm. He pops all over the room like a giant pimple. Uh, I mean, we knew, right? Blake says he's wiping his forehead off. Can we go home now? I'm hungry. We can go home now. Do we have to hold hands walking back, too, or are you feeling better? Well, I don't know if you want to. Okay, let's hold hands. <laughs> so, as you walk back, I mean, we could play this out in dialogue, but I, the question is, is Blake going to retire? Because if this was any other podcast, I would assume, like, no, Conrad's playing Blake, so that's the character he's going to be for this season. But in Dice Funk, anything can happen. Everything's on the table. So you could literally just say, like, Blake retires and we never see him again. That's all. That's a complete and total option. Yeah, but he told Callie that he could come back. Yeah. And so he's got to at least come back. But... And then we're already at the lair, I mean... Exactly, and it'll go on from there. I, Blake's not ready to leave yet. Uh, he still has to make sure everything's square with Kato, too, so. All right, Blake, I think that's what we call character development. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you did just kill a man who wasn't fighting back, so not, I mean, (laughs) not that much. I mean, he was pretty terrible. He was the conduit of boils, Mm -hmm. and he was the CFO of an insurance company, which good people don't generally become. I mean, the fact that he was made out of evil probably didn't help, but Nifix is trying to solve that. She's working on that. <laughs> um, Nifix, last scene for you today. Um, you need allies 
to pull off your plan a to defend you from the people who are going to try to stop you and b mm. to get you to the Gallerhorn, which has lain undisturbed for generations because it's guarded by uh unending ice storms hails of fire and just a, a, a stream of non-stop lightning so pretty pretty dangerous uh the first stop for last for this episode the first stop on ally quest is matilda yeah your murderer um you're heading on over to purgatory maybe uh you check her office she isn't there you go up to the garden of eden and you find her on a picnic blanket um it has little horsies on it Aww. oh and she is wearing an orc severed head huh um and she is uh looking at some papers while she's snacking yeah so this this is a thing that um I'd be mulling over, and I think I think the reason why Nifix is is even entertaining the idea of uh, maybe trying to ally up with with Matilda is basically that I think it was something that Blake said first time we were on the party barge. The sort of like the the whole discussion that was had about you know everyone's going to end up killing everyone you know don't get don't take it too personally if if that sort of thing happens i think i think nifix is basically trying to look at this like okay f- you killed me sure fine whatever you're probably not going to do it again <laughs> don't need to worry about that too much i I think what's more a concern for Nifix right now is whether teaming up would be in Matilda's best interests or whether Nifix is potentially outing herself to someone that might go, nope, that plan is really bad for my financial plans. Um... (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a good, I think, probably uh, the voice in your head now, which is Tragedy, Mm -hmm. who is possessing your Guitar Hero controller, which is just a fun thing to say about the story you're telling. Um, (laughs) She says, like, maybe float it as a hypothetical, because you, you come up to, you come up to Eden, she's eating, you know, some fruit right off the trees, looking at her papers, and she sees you, and she says, uh, hello, Nifix, sit down. Have a snack. Hey, hey. Uh, how's your day going? Pretty well. I've gotten you a broker's license, so we're set up to trade souls. I'll teach you more about that in time, but that's not really important. That's but that's nerd shit. The important thing is inside information that any any idiot can trade on. Have you given Have you given any thought to uh, which floor you would like to work on? I I've I've not really taken the time to work that out. I have had a lot of other things on my mind. Yeah. You don't strike me as a gluttony or a lust. No, no. Well Look, I, I've I've been busy cause once the whole who killed me thing was out of the way, I had to find something new to work out what you know, what I what I want to do going forward, and you know, it's that 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 goes sometimes. It's introspection. You think about uh think about ideas, and you know, things come and go. Nothing set in stone. But uh, I wanted to ask how you would feel about a thing. I have some hypotheticals to float your way. All right. It's important to be intellectually curious about the world. That's how I found you. Yeah. I'm not a gamer, but I did my research on up and coming talents. So. 
Yeah, so you your whole thing with the the, the soul economy, right? Um, how how do I put this? How do I put this? Um, would drastic changes to the very fabric of the planar system be a good or a bad thing for how you do business? Oh, are you talking about the shock doctrine? Uh, the what? What now? It's an economic theory. Basically, huge disasters are great opportunities for investors. For example, earthquakes completely destroying infrastructure means you can move in and corner the market and create a monopoly in a, in a society that doesn't have any other choice. Floods work the same. Wildfires. It's a very profitable business. Some people call it disaster capitalism. Okay. Well... Have I got a disaster capitalism opportunity for you? If I were to tell you that I was planning on a pretty big uh, change up to how the world works and you could have the inside scoop on what's gonna happen, but I would require your help in making it happen because a lot of people aren't gonna want it to happen, would you be open to hearing me out? Um, so if you explain your plan to Matilda, she says that destroying the soul economy would be incredibly beneficial to her because she could sell, sell, sell because she knows ahead of time that the market's going to crash. Mm. And so she would be in a great advan a place to take advantage of that. And also the refugee crisis that would happen from all the planes crashing into each other and people needing to be evacuated would be the single greatest investment in human history not human you know sentient history sentient yeah um this is you know a very real thing in our life right mm. sea levels are rising and it's fucking up the real estate market for coastal places and there's an entire like refugee crisis people are yeah uh, making literal billions of dollars off of making of uh building refugee detention centers yeah and again like i don't think nifix is wild about what Matilda's planning to do here, but I think it's very much means to an end. I think Nifix is is considering this like no matter no matter how I do this plan, someone's gonna make some big capitalist bucks off it. It might as well be the person that is willing to side with me. I might as well at least benefit from who the dice roll lands on in capitalism. There's only so much value in a system, and it's always going to go somewhere. Yeah. It's not a question if anyone benefits, just who, and you have to decide if you want to be that person. Yeah. Um, so she's actually open to the plan. You wouldn't think so, but if she knows about it, she can capitalize on it. That's literally all that matters in investment. Yeah. So I think tragedy says, like, in your mind, this is an important moment. If we side with Matilda, we're going to have to give her my head. And once she can see the future... You can't betray her. I let you kill me. She will not. But the trade-off for that is she has unimaginable wealth and access to power. Um, she's offering you one of the seven sins. You know Cato is wrath and she is envy. Working on a floor is a new conduit, essentially. So it's going to be an incredible upgrade to Nifix's abilities. Hmm. Uh, but... And you also get her as just a, an ally to fight with, and you know she can change conduits. So that's yeah. you know, that's a powerful thing for Nifix to have. But you you won't be able to turn back. I I feel like 
Nithix has to go for this because the 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 way I see it, I feel like Nithix doesn't really see herself as having any other allies that she can turn to. And that's not to say that that is a reality. I, I think it's just how Nifix sees things. I think Yeah, it is a real choice. Yeah. The story will continue if you choose not to do oh, this. In I, fact, yeah. Yeah. I want to say like maybe uh, you're like sitting here talking to her and you're seeing her papers that what she was looking at before you came up was she was looking into someone who's trying to find her. Specifically, she it has come to her attention that Simon, the yeah. Secundus, is trying to find her uh, on your orders. And you think you're going to probably have to kill Simon if you side with her. Yeah. Well, again, I I feel like Nifix is at this point of either she's not seeing eye to eye with people who she once wanted to be her allies, or she's actively in a bad place with them, or they're only interested if certain transactional conditions are met. I I feel like Matilda is right now the the most clear beneficial choice to Nifix. I think Nifix is looking at this as this is the choice where I know on the table what I get. And it doesn't mean going back and groveling for the help of people who she feels like she's missed her chance with. So it's really the certainty of Matilda that appeals to you. I I, I think that's I think that's what appeals to to Nifix is just the fact that Matilda is a known quantity that will give her that will give Nifix the ability to do what she needs to do without having to rely on the help of people that she feels like have let her down before. Okay, so the moment this comes down to is you're sitting on her picnic blanket, she's eating a pear, and you see the picture of Simon in her notes, and you see your your rucksack, your bag that you brought, and you know tragedy's head's in there. And so if you're going to align with Matilda... You need to open that sack and give her tragedy's head. Um, yeah. Nifix opens the bag up and and pulls out the head and says, I feel confident that you're going to be happy with what I've brought you. Matilda accepts the head and lays out basically her plan, which is to make Nifix the conduit of pride, mm. which was the sin the Metatron ascribed to you in the first arc. Yeah. And also, if you look at Nifix's history, I mean, what kind of pride does it take to just stomp up to the gates of heaven and challenge the Ophanim to just... To, to decide to go, here is my vision for how I'm going to remodel the existence like it's Play-Doh. That is... Yeah. That Yeah, that is, that is a, a confident move. Yeah, I mean, the sin of pride is like a translation. Another um, possible interpretation is hubris, which it takes to remodel the universe, of course. So that will give you a huge power boost. Um, And in addition, once the Nidhogs eat away enough of the Yggdrasil to get to like the core, uh, Matilda has access to the conduit of venom, Mm. the head you keep at home, and she can plunge unstoppable, untraceable poison into the heart of the Yggdrasil. I'm sorry, that's probably going to ruin your little base you've got in the tree, isn't it? Sorry about that. 
We can always build another one. Somewhere less integral to my plans. But, like, you go to Hades for one however fucking long that was, and you come back. The whole tree! And somebody's blown up your evil lord. Yeah, the whole tree, gone. Yeah, now you guys are going to get a couple more scenes in your secret lair. She has to go get the Gyalor horn and stuff. You'll have time to say goodbye to it. <laughs> okay. Um. So, finally, King, uh, you s- scheduled a meeting with Camilla, which in-universe in was like a week ago. She's very busy. So, now you finally get a chance to meet with her. Um, because you ha- you're wearing the Aethar's gauntlet, I want to say that you're not allowed to bring your weapons in. Um, is Lloyd with me? Yeah, he can be with you. Okay. All right, that's fine. Okay. Yep. Um. So you, Lloyd meets you out front. Uh, the guards take your your spear and so forth, and you go up to Camilla's office, which overlooks the Great Foundry. Um, she's sitting at her desk. She's in her nun's uniform. She is very cool. She has her sword on her lap and she says, hello, Mr. Badass. Hi. How are you doing? Stupid. (laughs) Oh, why do you say that? I don't know. Everything's annoying. (laughs) Everything's annoying, huh? Which which part specifically? The upcoming war, the the coming gods. King's specifically not gonna answer that. I like Lloyd turns to you like with a concerned look on his face and says, What my brother means is he's having a hard time. He just recently died and he came back. It's been a, a rough time, so How do you do it? How do I do what? Uh be okay with doing all these things when all you really want to do is one thing. If I take your meaning correctly, um, what drives me is my family. When I was younger, I was in the Chaos Attacks. They were about... Living. Yeah, I know, I know, I know all that part. Well, then you know that my wife got very sick. And no one could help yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I saw the VCR house. I mean, how do you... Well, you want to just save her, right? Yes. And I'd do anything for her. So you'd, like, kill all your other friends and break everything down and start a big war just for that? I don't want to, but I would do anything for her, Yes. And that's what she wants? She supports me as I support her. That's what a partnership is. Uh, crit on insight. Damn, dude. Um, I think there's some sadness in her voice. Um, you crit, so I'm just going to tell you, you know with certainty Camilla does not want to be a political person. She doesn't want any of this. She wants to retire to a farm. She wants a couple cows. She wants some pigs. She wants her and her wife to spend like lazy afternoons um what if they they have bees and they so you want they would open an apiary they sell things made out of honey and they'd spill honey and they'd make things out of they'd be like a whole thing bert's bees but it's them we need people to help the bees that too so she wants to open an apiary and help bring the bees back um yeah she never was in any of this for the power she literally was like i have to save the person I care about. 
And then if I commit myself to this thing, I can become a god and have power over life and death. And her conduit changed. She began the conduit of divinity, which let her heal Dido, which is why Dido is still alive. Um, and now she all she wants to do is retire, but she is afraid if she lets go of the power, um, the sickness could come back or something. She And then she won't have power or anymore to change things. So, so you're just going to do it forever then? I mean, that's kind of how jobs work. <laughs> You don't, most people don't get to retire. Yeah, but like, it seems like it'd be okay if your job was like cooking for a living or you just fished all the time or something like that. But these jobs suck. Agreed. I would very much like to not have an intensive job and to just cook or fish or farm or beekeep, as it were. But reality is hard she had grand beekeeping plans don't we all yeah i would they're small and fuzzy <laughs> yeah i like them <laughs> my family farm keeps bees oh that's so cool i brought home a quart of honey from christmas i mean L lloyd says well, i don't know about you i just I like fighting and stuff, so you can go, you go off and be a beekeeper and a chef, and I'll just I'll just scoot in here if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> just scoot, scoot. Let me just uh, let me just scoot in here. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm in charge. Lloyd's <laughs> 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 a delight. <laughs> and you can certainly trust that Lloyd would continue to be delightful if he managed to achieve godhood. <laughs> you sure can count on that. Yep. <laughs> She's gonna scoot scoot all over the place. So if you could go back, would you still do all the same things, knowing that you don't get to have your bee farm now? Who's to say we won't win this? I am confident we will win, and when the believers of the source are the only faction, I can retire. 21. Does she honestly believe that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if she's, she's the god of um, what does she actually think she's going to be the god of? I think she wants to be like, the god of safety. Uh, to keep Dido safe. And then she can retire to her, her apiary. And she'll be... Uh, her family will be safe. And she'll have everything she wants. Uh, she 100% believes that. King's going to turn to Lloyd and say, What do you think? I mean, have you seen these these Aethar and Doomguard Doom chumps? I think we can take them. No problem. No sweat. We'll be gods by the end of the week. I mean, I don't, are we still keeping it a secret, King? About the, you know, her bladed majesty? Ooh. You know, he, he makes like a head motion. He makes like a hand motion around his head as if to signify swords and says, you know, her sharp serenity. What, the real one or the fake one? Well, if if the real one was still around, then she would probably have mazed the fake one by now, so I think we're safe. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess, but then... King seems, like, really lost in his thoughts right now. Yeah, I think Lloyd tells Camilla that the Lady of Pain is fake unless you stop him. Nah, King sides with his brother. If that's what Lloyd thinks best. Yeah, Lloyd says, it's come to our attention that uh, the principal has left the school, <laughs> the guard has left the tower, 
the kids are at recess completely unsupervised, and the Lady of Pain is a fraud. So, we're, we're the only faction who knows. Everyone else is going to be going into this war with only one foot forward afraid of the maze, but we can go all, all engines ahead, and we can wipe them out, and we can win this thing. So when you say you're going to beat everyone in the Eighth Art, does that mean you're going to like beat them in a fight? Or are you going to kill them? Well, there's no need to kill anyone. We just got to make them surrender. So if you you just bust out your moves, you you knock them down, and you say surrender, you 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 honor your life, and then we win. There's no need for it to get too bloody. Yeah, but I don't think Lancelot's going to do that. Camilla says, "If the Lady of Pain is a fraud, and only we know, perhaps." War isn't necessary. How so? King, why are you here today? Be honest and I'll tell you my plan. Well, I thought if I became a god I could help all of the kids that don't have families so that they'd have families. I would like very much for you to be the god of family and to help everyone in need. Sincerely. From the bottom of my heart, I wish this. We could fight a bloody war and beat the other 12 factions into dust, killing anyone who opposes us. Or we could make a big show of King Badass, God of Family, defeating the Lady of Pain in public and asserting his domination over Sigil. But how can we? Is it the Lady of Pain not real? <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> Only we know the truth of the situation. As far as everyone else is concerned, you will defeat the real Lady of Pain and become master of Sigil, and everyone will bow to your authority. But where are we getting the real Lady of Pain? (laughs) King, here's my offer. Kill the Lady of Pain. Do this, and you shall have everything you've ever wanted. No. January 2020 executive producers for Dice Funk. Let's just get in there. Let's just get messy in this new year. What's- Joseph Tombrello! <laughs> it can't get any worse. So, Extellaris. Jade, slit the sheet, the sheet. Fuck. Jade, oh, she- slit the sheet, the sheet she slid upon the slitted sheet. She's. Jade, why, are you- why would you hurt us? What have we done to you? I did pretty good the second time. Mm hmm. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, conduit of evolution. Evelician. John Madeira, conduit of caramel lattes. Rob Dakin, 
Ah! Oh, I see. No, it's, fucking, it's the always sunny. You fucking idiot! I didn't read ahead. I'm trying. I don't want to spoil myself. It's ah, uh, fighter of Rob Nightkin. Ah. Okay, Paul Mullen. Alice in the Purple. Emily, conduit of a Dynamax Yamper. Imagine this little butt heart. It's so big. <laughs> Christman getting <laughs> wasted on his own blood wine. It's it's not Go! a Go ah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe save that one for Easter. Toshirakuru fighting the New Year's new me for dominance. That's one way to establish it. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. Dr. Goatman. Festive Jamie is probably stressing over gifts as you speak. No gifts in this year. 2020 no gifts. That's Fuck the... off, Francois V. He John Master. Hell yeah, e Cloaca. Oh boy! Oh, okay. you get the next one. Get the next one. No, I, why couldn't I have had hell yeah eat cloaca? <laughs> Hold up, my dildo just fall out, fall out, fell out. Where is it? Okay, found it. Still good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll edit this out. But my my first joke that popped in my head was that is that a quote from one of the things you sell online? It's really not. But check out my content. Mm-hmm. Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random conduit of would you like a hug? Sternod. Vinny, conduit of new year, old dicks. <laughs> no, in the new year, it's only new dicks. Old dicks. Z23619. <laughs> Kevin Dobbins. A gambling pig is turning 35. God save my hammy <laughs> knees. Damn, that's a big mood. Uh, Anthony, patron of Dora. Oh god, I'm gonna be 30 this year. Just hit me, like, pretty hard. Really? Already? It's 2020. I always forget how much older than me you are. It's like a year and a half. Not enough. <laughs> Anthony, patron of Dora. Did you do that one already? I, I did, you pigeon. fuck. Morgan Rapp, Haley Anderson, Pinko Sock. Jesus. Philip Busman. <laughs> Sheev, talking shit on a tubular floating crane. <laughs> Tis I, Zedster. 2020, year of the, parentheses, art, parentheses, out of parentheses, rat, and then back in parentheses, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure if that's how I wanted you to read it, but yes, Year of the Rat and Rat Girl. Reese from season 4, 69, Spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. Yes. A montage of Gothamific staring out into the rain. Mm-hmm. If this was a visual medium, that would we just have a whole episode of just that. Yeah. A non-horny gift for Austin. And a very horny one for the goblin. <laughs> a werewolf with the Chinese New Year in his hand. <laughs> Triple A Isaac, conduit of Linux, mascot Tux the Penguin. Are so you a first, fan of Tux the Penguin? I am. I've never really used Linux, but I do enjoy penguins, and I also enjoy the strate- strategy of putting three A's in front of your name so you go to the top of this also, section. Also, Tux the Penguin, I don't know if this is what you meant, Isaac, but Tux is a penguin from Animal Crossing, and he's a f- big fan of himself. He's also the mascot of Linux, as the name implies. Oh. Aaron Norgard. I guess that makes sense, huh? Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock. Did you forget how to read because you were so excited about the voice? Yeah. Aftershock, future chapter head of the Satanic Temple, Nebraska. Agent Hedgepiggle. <laughs> Aggressively weeping and eating ramen. Is that you? Yeah. AJ, conduit of hmm, North. <laughs> Aki Savalainen. Alex Oprah. Andrew Andrew Birmingham. 2020, already a bad year for us speaking the English language. (laughs) 
Andrew Feggy, conduit of eyeballs in the fruitcake itself. Nobody would know. They'd be like, this is that weird candied fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, New Year, same plans for planetary spider conquest. They do work harder than us. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah, spiders are out there hustling. Archduke Archibald, the huggable of cactus. Ariadne, resolving vengeance on Theseus 2020. All right, Greek mythology deep cut. We like we like it here, Ariadne. <laughs> Arjan de Conan. Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Hell yeah. Austin Kordsky, conduit of best boy itself. Austin, New Year, mm. more Skeksis voice. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Becky. See, this is embarrassing because I talked to Becky. I don't know if it's Toothill or Toothill still. <laughs> I'm assuming she's British because all Lauren's fr- Laura's friends are. So just maybe roll it together in an accent. Property of Janiac. <laughs> no, you have to try. I, no. They need the content. You do it. You make the accent, bitch. <laughs> Becky Toothill, property of Janiac. <laughs> BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. Why do I keep yelling? I don't know. B Ray Echo. Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny slimy nips. I think this is the first time you've got that one, because I'm always thinking about my nips every time we do this. (laughs) Big challenges. Big time Getty Lee, member of Big Time Rush. Blackstone Morgan. Hey, I know him. He's a good friend of mine. He's only a lit. And then it cuts off, but they're trying to pretend like they're our friend, which is fraud. Blue, you don't know that. You don't know all my friends. That's true. Blue six. Bonus. Or is it bones? (laughs) I thought maybe we were going to get away with it once. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons. Bross, oh my lord. (laughs) Take that. Rosalalia Catalia? Uh, no, hold on. I bet that's actually words, but I just can't. just keep going. It's fine. Cute lady, Christmas Christmas candy, conduit of orchids. Is Christmas candy a specific like candy canes? I don't know. Okay. Reese's peanut butter trees. Bro Jimbo. Damn, that's a good name. Bro Jimbo. Bro Jimbo. Callum, hey, thanks for your excellent work. Turner. Cameron Abbott. Candice, listen to Dice Funk Starling. Caradwen, conduit of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. The best gift you can give. Charlie Chocolate, charitably chomped a chunky cheese of Chinese you chocolate. You said cheese instead of chunk. Chunk. Were there, was there no cheese in this entire thing? Did I hallucinate the word cheese? Yes, you really did. What the fuck? Chunky cheese, chunk of Chinese chocolate. Chloe the dog finds bone pile on her walk. Christmas. Dog Christmas. Chris, conduit of bad decisions walling. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Cotton King. No, wait. Nope. That sounds like a villain in a thing. Mm-hmm. Colton King. Can- conduit of cat beef. <laughs> Cordelia is a snake on a plane. Oh my god. Cordelia is a tube with dude. Have we not made snake on a plane? It's the whole nope, season. No, but we're going to do it now. We're stealing it. Coram has heard the phrase Barbie hive mind and cannot unhear it. <laughs> Counterfeit. Q- <laughs> Cucumber. Dandy snuff. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Dawning frost. Deathworm Jim, rolling two crits for the new year. Decibel. 
Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. DM Tao. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Doro. Dr. Isix. Dragon Nexus. Dylan and Rylan are dialing and Rylan the dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning also dishes. <laughs> Dylan, Conduit of Goblin Pants. Oh no, Ebrin's 2020. Maybe this decade I'll be happy. Hey, Ebrin. Maybe not. <laughs> you could watch it's your problem. You read ahead. You shouldn't have read ahead. You, you... I didn't read ahead. Einar J. Ecorn. Elder Dog. The reason I was giggling because that was a relatable name. By the way, Elderly Goose, kind of doing the best I can in 2020. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton, Horned Vampire Lady with Depression. Aline! Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, happy holidays for me and Moose. Moose is a whole moose, I've decided nobody can stop me. And Diego Vandane. Erwin Lelagadek. Fair Majesty Empress Quinn offers fair warmest Yuletide greetings. Filmquisition. Florian H. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. For a sec, I misread this one. Furry scum infecting the credits <laughs> prison. I, you know what? That's on me. Scum is a perfectly innocent word, and it should not be uh, stigmatized. Scum is fine. <laughs> Gardner Minshew 2 Electric Boogaloo. Ginger beers. Grapefruit juice. Grape, no, that's another one. Graffiti, conduit of rhetorical solutions. GSV underscore lasting damage. Halju. Harley the floral Lyricat. Harry, Dice Funk the best allies. Hey guys, it's Ashley. He's a good Brent, dogs. His dick's smaller than my toes. I'd rather ride Squidward nose. I need to listen to that song. <laughs> Just lowercase, not even capitalized. The name is Horny for Drama. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingmar Gremmen. Oh shit, it's Janiac's birthday cash gratefully received for Lego and new whips. <laughs> I don't know why, but I didn't, it took me a second to realize there weren't Lego whips. That's nothing. Oh god. There's no such thing as a That's Lego torture. whip. That's torture. It's your boy H.P. Lovecraft back with the fish people. JK. Jaden. James Neely. Jasper, New Year, Old Me. Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life. Jayish, Wizard, the Wizard of Jay. Jealous Goddess Cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jess Feget, Conduit of Veggies. Do you think her name is Veggie? Like Veggies? And you fucked it up again. Using co using context clues and a kind of uh, Return to the Obra Dinn style investigation, I have determined that's probably Jess Veggie. Fuck. Jingle yams, jingle yams, jingle all the yams. <laughs> Joanna the Wrench Witch. John Carey, not that one. John Potts. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, vengeance paladin rebooted, avenger of Bigfoots. Wait, did you kill Bigfoot? I don't know. I don't think so. Somebody <laughs> else could have. It's not always my fault. It usually is. <laughs> Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Jesse, conduit of personal growth in 2020. I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> Caster UK. Kate, conduit of holiday-themed regret. Kiefer Lowe. Kelly wishes that she remembered to change her name in time for Dice F. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We Dice can't F. figure out what the F is supposed to be. I don't know what the rest of that was. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Kentoroy. 
Killer Cotton Shiznu. <laughs> Kenny Shiznu. Goof- uh-huh. Shiznu. I should Shiznu. I don't know, man. Kaniku fan was accidentally horny this Xmas. Sorry, Austin. You know what? At least you're big enough to own up to it. We can all improve and not be horny oh, in 2020. God. Kitty Foe. Warm snoring burrito under your dresser, just out of reach. Oh, that's kind of cute. It's just <laughs> Carito Prime. Eater <laughs> Eater of Bussy. Watch out, Austin. <laughs> Why can't people just leave my bussy alone? <laughs> Christina, conduit of Nifix needing a hug itself. Where were you three arcs ago, Christina? <laughs> Criterion. <laughs> conduit of Smooth Mario. I forgot about Smooth Mario. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady Misfit, Dino Fact. Many dinosaurs were good parents and nest builders. That is I a, did learn that before. That's, that's a fun dino fact. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Laura, wait. What the fuck? Larry, <laughs> Larry yelling man. Lars, oh, mm, Lars mm. on Earth. Lauren's mom's duck conduit of Austin's dirty mind. I don't. Oh, I, I did say furry scum, and my yeah. You know what? In, in hindsight, you got me in this one. Lauren Cates eats Holly Coker zog. Holly Finn and <laughs> Eric Coker in a bozog. <laughs> Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther, the conduit of a button quail and a pear tree. MacLode, conduit of perpetual horns. Mm-hmm. MacLode, we just talked about this. Manticore, Death Lord. <laughs> You're really trying to stand up for all the horny people out there, huh? The Cult of Gorfinex. Master Zemnohort. I'm not even that horny, but you're so rude. <laughs> Matheo Zanake? I tried. Math Tiger says there's a 43.47% chance that Moose is a human. I think Math Tiger is Moose now. Oh, fuck. The conspiracy deepens. Matt Matt Collier! Oh, God. Matt Lackett is enjoying some sleeping games. Self-care is hard. But not as hard as the other people in these credits. They're so <laughs> turgid. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Nearest Gum Schultz. I just don't get enough chances to use the word turgid, honestly. Stop it. Maximum side boob X. Two turtle doves and a side boob in a parachute tree. Is that five? In a parachute? Pear tree. What's X? In Roman numerals. I don't remember. It's it's just they had two different things they wanted to put in there and they combined them. Whatever. Magic. <laughs> screaming internally. Melbent. Mare of Stone. Conqueror of Mountains. Harbinger of Glory. Forerunner. You were using the Cordelia voice. Uh, I can do whatever I want. I'm a grown-up. Merry Flowers! Merry Christmas to Paco, the coolest shark in Denmark. Aw. Michael Hall! Midlife stasis, conduit of inevitability. Mike draws you in a checkered gingham dress and army boots. Thank you. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of passing from credits into a one-shop as an- One-shop. One shot as an ocelot. <laughs> Modified Matthew. I just got an idea for a one shot set in one shop. Hold on. Shut up. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I'm on that wild shit today. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Steven, Lesbian, Seagull, Pooh Bear, Shaker. Do I get that every time? I've gotten it a couple times. Namita Aneskin's Conduit of Error. Nathaniel Holman. New Man Jack. New year, new Michael Minkler. New year, new titties for my dog. <laughs> new year, new dice goblin. Hold on, we're just going to skip over that? What is that? Uh-huh. We don't need to address it. Okay. New year, same otter. Nicholas Dominic. The otters are perfect. They don't need to change. Nick. Yeah. Nick Thetford, conduit of face sitting. Oh my. Nick. We. 
No one's listening to me. Everyone's coming after my bussy. There's no way to contain the horniness. Nick Thetford, conduit of face. Wait. Nicole, Nicole Woodruff. Woodruff. <laughs> Come on. Nipple rats belly dancing to the milkshake song. That one's on us. We did come up with nipple rats. I can't blame this person. Mm. Not so transient needs a new profile name. Passerby. Not a doctor. Stuart Gray. Pae Robsherg. Pangolin. Patrick Babcock. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic ruinousfortune.com. Do it. Pocket Sundial. <laughs> Do it. Preston <laughs> Bowers. Do it. Fred Hellcock. Do it. Puck, <laughs> conduit of trying so hard that you ruin it. But festive. Do it. Empire Psychotic got plump chunk. Do it. <laughs> That's we probably stop. already old, but I love doing it. I love yes, doing it. Yes, read that one. Quantum Materia. Materiart. Marmat. It's not, I mean, I bet it means something in French, but it's just. Quantum Materia. Materiar. Marmota Monaxi. Marmota Monax. Materium Pos. Ooh, look at me. I know how to speak words in languages. Rain falls mainly... Oh, that's a good cut. Rain falls mainly on the plain. Zookas. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. Okay. Razumi Azura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of not achieving my New Year's resolution. It's been two days. Was it not to jack it and you jacked it? <laughs> Robert Tuthill. <laughs> S. Kearney. Goblin of the Year 2019. Damn, that was a fierce competition, too, so congratulations. Salad Child. Sean Lyons-Burke, Conduit of New Year, New Credits Name. Simmons, Card... Simmons, Conduit of Harder Slatty. Sergeant Rattlebones, Another Year of Skeleton (laughs) Warfare. Will it ever end? Shane Sedgwick. (laughs) Shane Ware, Conduit of Hedonistic Pansexual Polyamorous Switches. Simon Lee, conduit of of Jonathan Off-Road Rules, lovely chungus. We need to leave Jonathan Off-Road Rules alone. The man suffers so much. Sin Milk Tom. Cinnamon, conduit of good vibes. Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Something something username. Damn, really knocked it out of the park this year. <laughs> Sovereign, conduit of making up for bad dads. Spaghetto cut out caffeine and can now feel tired again. Good luck, Spaghetto. It's tough out there. Spinell did nothing wrong. Hmm, I don't know. Sporeman Zero! Steven, L- Steven Lund votes for fedora-clad Ver... I don't know what that word is. Verun? BB... Oh, big, that's a big bad evil. BBE on Dice Funk next season. Did I don't you just know roll what- the R on that? Which one? Verun? Verun. I don't know. I bet Would it's you a- know what you're doing? What? <laughs> I know, I'm just ripping you. I'm killing you right now with words. Everyone, be, 2020, be nice to Austin. Oh, Steven Martinez, protector of Austin's pussy. Get in here, Steven. <laughs> Don't get in there. How can you protect it? <laughs> Not in the pussy, in here, into the fight. <laughs> We're losing the plot. Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marzing. Tabitha Spokes. Tales of Inquiry. Tara Flops. Terezi Pyrope. Pyrope? Europe. Transing June Egbert. Thanks, Austin. Great show. Oh, I thought you were thanking me for, <laughs> for the pronunciation. <laughs> I was like, I know that's a homestuck thing, but I didn't. Okay. The murderous mongoose who's secretly standing behind you. The precursor. Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Trees, they are us. Trevor S. the Goblin Teacher. Shyness. Universal Toby. Victoria Melito, conduit of quietness. William Vinky or Wilgen Vinky. Let me know later. Wise guru, we will forget Vinky. 
Zephosaurus. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Do it. Hell yeah! Do Hell it. yeah! Under 30 minutes, we did it. It's a world Speed record. Speedrun! Speedrun! Yep. Uh, so remember, patreon.com slash Austin is how you get on that list. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz is how you support her. Patreon. Weekly manga recap! Weekly manga recap is him and, uh, him, you know him. Uh, Patreon.com slash of horse is Conrad. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, where are you? Lauren, Rargalicious, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Just click the link. Austin will give it to you. Yeah, links are all in the description. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, rate, everything. And I still want to thank everybody for real, non-bussy non, uh, non related things. Uh, thought <laughs> announcement a non-bussy related announcement i want to say a uh, big thanks to everybody who supported us in 2019 oh yes and we're happy to have he you here for the new year um if you're if you follow the show you probably already know but people listening 15 years from now when we're an international smash sensation i had to go on twitter and beg for someone in my family not to die so that's a fun thing about doing this show and that sent me back like two months of patreon so it's been tough out there, and I just want to say... Well, help an Austin, I'm moving, help a me. Mm-hmm. Laura's Laura, help a Laura. Yeah, we all need it. But literally, if your name is on that list, you saved a human life. So you can feel yeah. pretty good about that. That's a literal thing that happened last You feed month. Austin lettuce. <laughs> and also, my lettuce budget is out of control. <laughs> You're an absolute lettuce addict, you madman. <laughs> Are we going to end on that? Yes. Uh, okay, cool. Are you ready?